Hey everybody, we back again. We back. All right. Uh, I'm Spencer. Of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. Dr. Nas. I think I'm about done saying that. I'm, I'm worn out on saying it now. You know, it's a thing. Everyone says it in the office now. They're like, what's up, doc? I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We'll get it from here. That's for sure. All right. <laughs> this is the Different Spectrums podcast where we talk about movie shows and the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. That's up to you. There you go. Also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. So good thumb. Just one one good thumb. Moving on from that. Uh so today, as you can see, we have a special guest for today. They are a therapist and they are here to have a good time with us. Have a great time. Please welcome Adrian to the show. Welcome. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Adrian. My pronouns are they, them, and I can't wait to chat. Awesome. Look at that. They're lying. Who? <laughs> might be. Liar. Oh. I'm um, asking. You'll never know. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so today we are taking a look at a show called Heartbreak High. Uh, we are going to be talking about sensory overload, being misdiagnosed for panic attacks, and also regulating anxiety with a bunch of other topics that we're going to cover today. Um, we are going to be taking a look at this show, um, but yeah, and can't wait to get into it. So, Nas, anything before we get into the show? I'm excited to have uh adrian on today i know i sent out a lot of dms a while ago and sometimes i get some stuff confused i'm glad everything worked we had some technical difficulties today i'm mm -hmm. gonna blame that on bobby no i'm gonna blame that on bobby bobby fuck bobby bobby, bobby always ruining bobby. things bobby the tech guy he's a tech guy uh this bobby <laughs> that looks like it's his fault bobby got a cowboy hat <laughs> Freddy Krueger. that's freddie krueger <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like Woody from Toy Story. Oh uh, no, I would hope that's not Woody. Or else I'd be scared. He's in your dreams. He's in your dreams, girl. Uh, start saying that to everyone. Um, so, I uh, excited to do this one. Uh, I think this will be a different perspective that we've hit. We've hit panic attack disorder. We've hit. Um, multiple different things on how it can affect folks. We've done one overstimulation video on Mo very long time ago um, uh, from Netflix series. Uh, individuals know uh, divergent on the spectrum had a meltdown uh, because they kept getting pushed at work. And so I'm excited to do this one because this is very accurate what people experience. And I'm glad that Adrian brought this up because I've not heard of this show. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to watch some of this now because I'm sure many of my other uh, queer and uh, neurodivergent folks on the spectrum would enjoy this. So this will be in the uh, tool belt moving forward. So let's talk about it. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't make me do that. Sorry, I was like, whoop. <laughs> you read the script. You know what's in the script. I know, I know. I did. I did the whoop, but then you pointed at me. <laughs> do, do the There's two whoops. There it is. Whoop. I know. Two of them. Got it. Oh my God, I'm sweating now. 
Are you nervous? <laughs> oh, there goes that mask. <laughs> there it goes. Gone. Gone. Now we're just going to have to do this. <laughs> I'm so sassy now. One finger snap. I'm sassy. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're done now. Thank you, people. <laughs> I'm keeping that all in there. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for watching our show today. We just wanted to take some time to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Cat and Raven Design. They are a small queer owned business that specializes in LGBTQ plus pride soaps. They have great designs, some that even look good to eat, but don't. You can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code DSP or go to our link tree. Help support this great small business and help give back to a great community. Hey, hey, I'm so sorry I'm late. You weren't waiting long, are you? No, no. You haven't been here before. Okay, so you want to avoid the samosas, but the rotis are amazing. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Yes. Yeah? Okay, cool. Do you want to go grab us a table and I'll get some water? Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Um, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, um, where do I get a table? Sorry, just grab any free one. Okay. Hi, welcome to my cellulite palace of wonders. What eviscerated animal can I deep fry for you this evening? Uh, bacon burger? Yep. Do you want Dusty's parents have cash flow. This stuff is so sexy. Do you think it'd be weird if I try to make out Dusty smelling like his mom? Darren! <laughs> Darren! <laughs> <laughs> 
What's wrong? Quinny. I was trying to listen. Like, at the date, I was trying so hard, but there was the lights okay. and the people and the Deep sound. Deep breaths. Every time I tried to talk, I tried to listen or tried to focus, Sasha would look at me like I was weird and I like her so much. I really wanted this to work. Like, so badly. And I just can't ever do anything. It's okay. I, I can't. Oh, 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 no I, touching the Quinny. Uh, you look great. Why don't you go trap some dick? You know where to find us, yeah? Okay. Look at me. Okay, we live in this bathroom now. Looks like it would be very nice to kiss, but you have a very, very shit case in restaurants. Okay, well then why don't you try it? Try what? Hey everyone, I wanted to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Two Nerds Candle Company. Not only do they have great products, but they are also giving back to a great cause. You can tell that they take a lot of pride in making their candles. My favorite is Spock's Monday Coffee. They are also donating 10% annually to support Women in STEM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. You can use our code DSP or go to our link tree to get 20% off your entire order. We think that this company is great and we think you will too. So go check them out. And we back. <laughs> we back again, people. Uh, no funny jokes because I can't think of anything because my brain has crashed just like my computer. So we nice. back.
We alive. We made it. Hallelujah. That's all I got. Wow. Nice. Medea. Nice. All right. So before we get to our guests, shout out to all of our great collaborators, such as Bubs Naturals, Cure Hydration, Pinfinity, Silver Dollar Candle, Two Nerds Candle Company, Cat and Raven Company, and now Toink Toys. Toink. Toink. Like tiger. Toink. <laughs> Not going to get into what I think about that name. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, go to our link tree, which is in our Instagram profile, um, and you can get up to 20% off all of our collaborators. Um, you know what? Give them money. Give us money. Do it. Like That's all money. I got for that. All right. So That's how you do a plug. Uh, so, Adrian, you are you are our guest for today. This is so weird. I'm this such an so asshole. All weird. right, I'm sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> tell us a little bit about you. <laughs> what made you want to come on to the pod? Well, um, I think Dr. Nas reached out to me, and I got so excited to think about like a scene in a movie or a TV show that would explain an experience. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Um, So I am an LCSW. I've been a therapist for the last 11 years. I specialize in working with autism, OCD, and ADHD. And I primarily work with queer folks. Uh, So that's my passion. And I like to educate people on Instagram. Um, I feel like I got to do it that way, right? Like I can't be like, but it's a great way for me to info dump, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, Dr. Nas reached out and I got so excited to do this. Awesome. Well, what made you want to get into the field with people who are autistic? So that actually came later on. I originally got in um, to private practice and was focusing on anxiety, OCD, and then moved into getting more specialized into ADHD. And then some of my clients were realizing they thought they were autistic. Actually, one of my clients like gave me, I don't want to share too much, but like gave me a bunch of info. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I need to do research on this. And then I was like, yeah. oh, I'm autistic. Yeah. And then I went and got an assessment. I was like, oh, um, so naturally <laughs> I spent six months learning everything I possibly could. And like, yep. like everything, like hours and hours and hours and hours. And it was like so fascinating. And and then a lot of my clients ended up also having autism. And so I was like, yes. There you go. Right. By, by happen chance, did you, did you? Did you get the flu shot? <laughs> like the vaccine? I'm just, you know, you know that's why you probably got autism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's okay. Uh, obviously, for everyone that is listening, all of you know that's bullshit, and I'm joking. But I just think it's funny. No, I remember um, when that was a thing. I know it's a thing, but also my client, uh, wonderful young human. I'm like, okay, kid, you're autistic. And then after a couple months, I said, did you get your booster? And they go. Oh yeah, I got my booster. I'm double autistic now. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> <Christ."> <laughs> I love uh, my clients. That's great. No, I'm telling you, they were like, "Yeah, this is the thing." People think this. I was like, "I know." So, sorry, I I digress. I thought it'd be funny. Sorry if it offended anyone, but not really. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
uh, autism was a thing, but what age did you figure it out? I guess that's the question. Then I'll give it back to Spencer. What age did you figure it out at? Like this last year, like about a year ago. Is it okay if you share your age or no? Oh yeah, I'm 34. 34. 33-ish. So my client figured out they were autistic and they're like sharing all the info, info, info. And then I was like, oh. Wait a minute. It was just like that Spider-Man meme. Definitely late. But I had been curious about it several years earlier and brought it up to a therapist when I was like 29, no, when I was like 30. And I was like, I think I might be autistic. And she's like, maybe and then i just like never followed through with it because i was like there's no i would know i would know so mm. then it got brought up again i was like oh yeah, okay yeah i know i am this is like it's kind of like you knew but you don't know it's like kind of like being gay sometimes you just know sometimes you like know but you don't know it's like yeah it's a thing sometimes instagram tells you it's been telling me some shit lately i'll tell you that i don't know you might need to listen <laughs> algorithm algorithm knows <laughs> What? The commercials be telling me, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Commercials think I got a heavy flow, I guess. I, oh. I don't know why I get these commercials. <laughs> It'll listen to my sessions with my clients and then give me advertisements and stuff based on what I've talked to my clients yep. about. Oh, wow. That makes more sense because I talk about all that stuff all the time. There you go. Yep. There you go. They're listening. On nothing. Um, so, I have to have to follow up then. Uh, yeah, go for it. So uh, you're 29. Uh, you brought up to the therapist. Did they say anything like, uh, or did they validate or like, oh, let me tell me more about that? Or did they just think you were joking? Um, she was like, yeah, I guess you could go get that assessed. Like it was kind of like, didn't really like take it very okay. seriously. And I was like, no, I think something's really wrong. Mm. <laughs> I think something's, you know, like. I think I have some of the things. Um, she was just like, so it didn't give me any resources. I didn't really know what to do or where to go, especially like um, low support needs. You know, it was adult autism. Like no one really knows how to assess it. We're getting better at it now. But yeah, she was just like, I don't know. So I just let it go. Interesting. I remember telling my supervisor and supervision, I was like, I think, I think I'm autistic. <laughs> and they're like, no, nah, you're not. You're fine. You're like super social and like you're good at talking. You know emotions and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then I'm like, a couple of years later, I'm like, I'm, I know I'm autistic now. And then it didn't get fully validated till I was here in Lafayette working at Purdue. And I was in a book club. And one of the dudes in it was on the spectrum. And uh, I said a few things. He's like, yeah, dude, you're spectrum me as shit. I'm like, <laughs> yep. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Autism Jesus. Autism. <laughs> and then did you sit in bed at night and think about everyone you met in your life and how they're probably autistic too, certain ones? And you're like, wait, oh, well, they're autistic too. <laughs> He's been known who's autistic in his life. He knows. He knows. Like, I already knew ahead of time. I just didn't realize that they were all, we're all attracted to each other as friends <laughs> yeah. uh, and romantic partners because we're all autistic as shit. So that was fun. <laughs> I had partners too, and I'm like, I think you're autistic. No, I am. <laughs> no, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Pokemon. You, you know, as soon as you're one of them, you just collect them all. Birds of a feather. <laughs> Spencer's just like, shut the fuck up. Like Pokemon, you just gotta catch them all. 
<laughs> I'm the Ash Ketchum of autistic people. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch him. Talking to a client the other day, and then we gotta get back to the introduction. Talking to a client, <laughs> and, and they go, "I said, you know, if you're you, you spectrum me, kid, I'm, I'm telling you, this is after did a lot of stuff, did some trauma based therapy, right, some processing. I'm like, you know, at, at the end of all this, now, you know, we're gonna talk about this autism thing, and they're like, you think it's a thing? I said, yeah, but you know, it's from mom and dad, and they're like, we tend to partner with each other, so it could be both of them. They said, what do you mean we partner with each other? Yeah. So my my partner's getting diagnosed with autism right now. I said, "There you go." <laughs> um, there you yes, go. it's an actual thing. There you go. Some statistics on it. Okay, uh, back on track. But they <laughs> talked about your clients and all that stuff. Spence, continue uh, prompting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what would what is your so when you found out you had that diagnosis being autistic? What what was kind of your first reaction and where did you like, and how do you kind of use that mindset now that versus when you didn't have that mindset, you know? Yeah. Um, when I first found the words, again, I had this client who was like in their autistic list part of phase of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hearing them talk about their autistic list definitely, I think helped. It's so interesting. Like clients are such a mirror for us. Um, but as they were talking, you know, I'm like not saying anything about my experience and I'm like, oh, yeah. but I think, um, there's a lot of grief. I had a lot of grieving, mm-hmm. um, about just feeling like all the ways that had been treated and talked to and all the ways that my things have been pathologized and worked on in therapy and done trauma work on and, um, the ways that people thought that I was like, not nice or mean, or you can't say those things. It, it was just a running through of all of my experiences that I've ever had and like feeling this like grief. And also this, like, it, it took me a little bit to get to the autistic list, which is where I'm at now, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I even had a moment when I got diagnosed and I was talking to my therapist. I'm like, how, how can I be a therapist if I'm autistic? She's like, I think you'd be the best therapist and you are a good therapist. Your clients like you and like, you don't have to let you like, you can go into the deep, dark spaces and not come out all effed up from, you know, I'm like, that's true. And I do care. I do care. And I think that really started my fight too, of like autistic people aren't like what they've been saying. Like we are humans. We do feel emotions pretty big and that's why we kind of moderate them a lot. But like, and really getting the word out of autistic bliss and like we are not a disability like we are so much more like we are cool cool people and like mm-hmm. let's harness our superpowers mm-hmm. like that yeah like that um so what do you say to people who have who are in your shoes where you were at one point where you know they bring up that maybe i'm you know maybe i have autism to like their therapist or anything like that but then they don't get that validation i guess um what do you kind of say to them that might be in that place that where they they just don't know yet um research do your own research a lot of clinicians a lot of providers we weren't educated in that. They don't know, you know, so in their brains, they don't know. Mm -hmm. When a client usually comes to me and says, they think they have something, I usually say, we're going to explore it. But if you don't get that, that's okay. You know, Um, do your own research, 
your, you know, social media can be an asset depending on who those people are and what they're saying. And I, I mean, I look for uh, people who are saying things and they seem like they're trustworthy. <laughs> I don't know how to say yeah. it. Yeah, um, that's fair. And then I just actually did a how to diagnose yourself with autism workshop. So you can always reach out to mm -hmm. me um, and yeah, reading, reading and researching and trusting yourself. And if people are like, oh, everyone's autistic nowadays, like you're probably going to hear that. And um, that might be true because we missed a lot of people. And now we're finding out that a lot of people actually are autistic and it might not be that rare. And um if you're thinking about that, you probably are, you probably are. Cause I don't think people who aren't autistic think that they're autistic. So <laughs> and like someone who's like, I think I might be gay, but I don't know. Like, unless you have OCD, maybe you might be gay. If you're thinking about, you might be gay. One time I was working with a client and they said, now nah, my friend sent me this link. I said, what'd they send you? They said, I think I might be gay quiz. And I said, oh yeah, how did it go? He said, it wasn't a quiz. You just click on the button. It just says you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> if you click on this test, you're gay as shit. Yes. <laughs> That's it. You are. Yep. Uh, so this will be a moment. What that moment just happened will be a reel that we probably clip of you talking and me like hand pointing. Because everything you just said is like 100% spot on. I don't think it has been said or articulated maybe the best uh, by me at times. Maybe it has. I don't know. We say a lot of shit on here. That was good. Oh, thank you. Is what it is to challenge your own thinking, to validate your own shit. If you think you're neurodivergent, probably are. Neurotypicals aren't out there like, you know what? I think I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> no, they're not doing that. They're not doing that. It's also like my OCD clients, you know, not all, but some that have maybe the suicidal thoughts, the intrusive thoughts of like harming others or something like that. Uh, not like counting and stuff. I'm talking about like harming folks. Them. Oh, um, yeah. Harm OCD. I'm an OCD specialist. I, I know. Oh, yeah. And so they'll be like, you know what? You know, damn, I done lost focus. What I'm about to say. <laughs> it was about to be about uh, autism. Oh, here it is. So they'll be like, you know, I thought it. You know, I thought so. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be true. I'm like people that that harm others don't really give a shit, uh, and so they're not thinking about it as much as you. And how am I relating that to this? Is like if you if you think it's the thing, it's probably a thing. Other folks they just go about life and they're living kind of mm -hmm. normally, blissfully, uh, unimpeded by any other barriers in this neurotypical world. Uh, so hopefully, I articulated that um, correctly. But I've never had a neurotypical come in. Or someone that's just not autistic and say those words. Yeah. You might hear, oh, I might have anxiety. I might have depression, but it's never, you know what? Well, I think there's something wrong with my communication. I might be an alien amongst these folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even think so, it's that hard to diagnose, honestly. I'll say it. Really I don't think it's hard. I don't think I have to do the six tests that I do. I think I just need to have a conversation with someone, ask a couple of questions, ask what they think about it when they go to the beach. Yeah. And there we go. We're done. No, I mean, how do you feel when you go to the beach? Do you like the beach? I hate sand. <laughs> You're autistic, dude. See? Well, I'm also Anakin Skywalker. So, 
because he doesn't like sand because he, died he hates sand if you watch clone wars you would know i'm gonna clip that you know we're gonna make a reel out of this i'm gonna put that clip underneath so we're gonna do that all right there you go hate sand um you know yeah it's hurtful because you know i don't like sand under my feet and i'm arab so this goes against like everything oh my god <laughs> i can say that don't laugh don't laugh adrian don't, don't you laugh, laugh. <laughs> don't professionalism you know um no, but for real though, it's that when I I love the beach, I love the serene, uh, the, the, the scene. But when it comes to putting my feet on it and then the crunch underneath it, it's like horrific. I have to wear the shoes. Horrific. Spencer's like, "What are you doing, man?" I said, "I got to put my shoes back on, dog. I'm dying out here." That makes sense. Um, <laughs> but interesting. I've diagnosed people, bro. I'll just be standing outside at some, like an event or something. I'm like, "Tism." I got autism right here, but I did. Yeah, you're walking like that. That's an autistic <laughs> walk. Yeah, I do it all the time when I'm driving through campus. I'm like, look at this tiptoeing motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone. I'll see someone over there in the corner, like doing this or something. I'm like, you're autistic. You're stimmy. <laughs> How did you know? And then they just run away scared. <laughs> like, How did you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shooting them with blow darts. <laughs> 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 um, no it's a thing i remember one of my clients because i also do some uh, better help work because i was uh, trying to figure out if i wanted to do private practice or not and i remember just from emails back and forth i'm like you got autism so then eventually we brought it up and they're like nope and i'm like yep, yep. and i'm like so's your mama and your daddy the denial is yeah i've had some first conversations and i'm like oh babe they're like i think i might be autistic i'm like i could tell by the way you said hi you're autistic <laughs> yeah okay. right and they're like ah oh, yep got it it's, so <laughs> weird. it's the it. so many different cues and very subtle different things and it's not always yeah. the same it's not always the same no uh, but when you get that vibe uh the other day spent i'm like you remind me of a client and the person was like what and i'm like yep and then they're like, oh, that's awesome. I said, I love this client. And then I was like, well, just to let you know, that one got hella autism. So <laughs> <laughs> you got it too. What are you two saying? Months later, two, two months later, I'm like, hey, by the way, that person that drew that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's no yeah, different than someone. Gator. Like, we know, we know our people. It's like, we're yeah. vibing too much. This conversation isn't clunky. You're autistic. <laughs> hey. Autism. Yeah, I've definitely even I've had like hanging around Nuz a lot. I get the just like autism radar. <laughs> That's bad. But it's like, and then I pointed out, and I've had one person that I was just like, I think you're autistic. And then they were just immediately were like, no, no, no. I was like, well, <laughs> I know. I know. You don't know yet, <laughs> but you will. So you hard. Will. It's so hard when people are like, no. I've said to people before, like, I think you're autistic, and they're like, you're, I feel really overwhelmed. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I thought it'd I be exciting to tell you. <laughs> that, that even no. makes the case even more. Like <laughs> you also ugly as shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't laugh at that. I'm ugly <laughs> and autistic. Like, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And she's like, do I laugh at this? I'm just gonna act like they said something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not nice. Uh, I practice laughing in the mirror. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why you got a hunchback? Uh, I can't hear. <laughs> um, 
It's all stored it's back there. Sorry. I'm just, oh my god. <laughs> it's like a checkpoint in a video game. <laughs> um good times. I know I know we're spending some time on this and not getting into yeah. the scene, but I think it's really good to let people know about yes. how it is difficult at times to uh, you know come to terms with this, how it is maybe to seek the professional diagnosis, how maybe you don't need to seek a professional diagnosis. If you're questioning if something is different about me, maybe you are different, but not less, just like our merchandise, which you can get on our website, also on our link tree. Thank you. Different. Um, not less. But not less. So uh, it's exciting to talk about these things with someone that not only is on the spectrum, but also a therapist for other folks that is on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. uh i've run into those folks we just haven't had many of those folks on the podcast so that's why it's exciting to have you today um yeah shout out all right real quick just for funsies let's get into the scene what's up with this tattoo what do you what do you got on that hand just that just the hand okay what is this so this is the mountain ranges that i've lived in that have like felt really meaningful to me so this is a rocky appalachia and then um adirondack so you know, I, I moved, I moved around a lot. So those are like some of my most favorite mountain um, mountain ranges. There you go. Question: Can you spell any of the mountains? Mm-hmm. Rocky. <laughs> asking me literally because I'm not gonna. I'll start spelling shit. I'll put it in the chat box. No, you, you, you we believe you. That's fine. Ain't no believe one Appalachia. I'm just letting you know. I can't even. No one. No Appa. one. Appalachia. You have no to say Appalachia. Believe. Appalachia. Don't you? I moved to Asheville, North Carolina, and I said Appalachia, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no." And I was like, "Oh, sorry, I got the rule wrong. It's Appalachia. Sorry." Appalachia. Appalachia. I can, I can huh. hear my dad saying empanada. empanada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, we we's a diverse family. We can say that. Uh, <laughs> I love some fucking empanadas, boy. Not, right. not the pumpkin ones. I'm just letting you know. The Mexican folk, my my all my culture, they eat the pumpkin and bananas. That shit's terrible. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to say it. Hey, no. you know what? First reference to food, and uh, we got three more to go before the show ends. There we go. Okay. Right. Uh, get get us back on track. Yes. So, Adrian, could you tell us what what is you know what's the show all about? Is, so it? it's a bunch of teenagers. I don't know if you've seen Skins when you were younger. Skins, am I getting that right? It's kind of like that. Like they're just like just being teenagers, and they're all queer, and it's super diverse and neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. And we just, my spouse and I, um, did IVF to have a baby because we we're same sex couple, so mm-hmm. we had to make one in a lab. And so while we were waiting for all these things to happen and be pregnant, I found this show. And I was like, oh, wow, like we're finally getting representation in all of these areas. And when you're queer, you will watch anything with a queer person in it, like just starving for any queer content. Uh, So we just like started watching it. And Quinny, the autistic character, is autistic in real life. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel so seen. I feel so seen. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Wow. And so what... So about this this first scene that we watched, um, where she's in the restaurant, right, and she's starting to get a little bit of an just a sensory overload, right? It's the beginning of it. Um, do you find this that this is actually um, a real depiction of a sensory overload? So when I had originally watched 
that scene. I hadn't been diagnosed yet. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it and I started, I had to pause it and I started crying and I was like, that's what my panic attacks that aren't actually panic attacks feel like. Mm-hmm. I felt so overwhelmed and so seen in that moment mm-hmm. as well. And you'll see as the scene goes through um, of, you can start to hear every sound happening at once. It's like your ears aren't um, like just giving you one sound or a noise. It's like every sound is happening at once and it is just, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Um, could you actually kind of go over what, um, what this would kind of maybe like step-by-step step, what you, like someone might be going through, um, in that, uh, in that instance of a sensory overload? Yeah. So, you know, like I always say, so now I, I wear loop earplugs a lot of places until I lose them. Cause I also have ADHD. Most autistic people do. Um, <laughs> yep. I got the hyperactive kind, so I especially lose it. Anyways, see, see, it's ADHD. So <laughs> you kind of, and so there's different types. Um, some autistic folks have hyposensory sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So they might, the hypo folks might go into a loud situation and kind of just be able, like, it's so much that their brain kind of shuts off mm-hmm. where there's hypersensitive sensory people like me where we go into a situation that's loud and it starts to, we are, we're usually probably already anxious going into it. And then it starts where it's like, there's all these noises that are coming in and they're all happening at once and you can hear every single one of them. And then the cortisol and the adrenaline come, right? Because it's a fight or flight response. That's a huge part of being autistic and sensory is it's a fight or flight response. So now, now I'm starting to feel a little weird. Now the person talking to me, I can't really focus. I'm losing my masking. And now I mask less, but back then I would start to lose my masking. Mm-hmm. Um, my brain would start feeling kind of melty and then the adrenaline cortisol. And then it's like, am I about to have a panic attack? Like, no, I'm just going to push through this and then trying to focus on what the person's saying. And then God forbid, we're like doing something like at a sports or concert thing. And then people are directing me on where to go. And I'm like bumping into stuff and getting really confused. And people are like, are you, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? You're so stupid and silly. And then it's like, oh my God. And you don't have the words for it. And then afterwards you're like at home and you probably have to sleep for 24 hours and maybe you feel like you're going to get sick because it's like your body's aching from the experience because the sound is just like an assault to your body. Um, And if you don't know you're autistic afterwards, it's just like so embarrassing. And you say like, okay, I guess I have severe social anxiety and panic disorder. Like I, I don't want to go anywhere for a week. And then people are, it's all, I could keep going. Yeah. Hold up in the house. And then it's just a lot. Once you know you're autistic, like pop in those earplugs and be like, this isn't going to be my vibe guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to talk for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm going to be over here. All right. Yeah. Pop in the mirror plugs. I can't hear what you're saying, Becky. Fuck you. <laughs> you can't hear what I'm saying either. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah. Not to mention, oh, like, you have to hide your stimming. Like, most of us have masked our stimming. So, in those situations, like, I'm trying to like fiddle with something in my pocket and like just, just trying to access anything to so- soothe and calm down. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's working because it's a sensory, but I thought it was just an anxiety disorder. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that fits like magnificently well. You explain the scene well, the show well, your experience, and then what many others may go through as well. I don't say well like six times. That's seven times now. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well. Um, uh, I think well, explaining this to clients, what is legitimately happening to them brings like, oh, shit, I'm not crazy. It's quite wonderful. It is usually like a little bit blissful to be like, okay, so I'm not that damaged. Like there's something neurologically going on. Where I can't filter out these things and overwhelmed and then deregulated. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Now we know to avoid some of those places or go with safe people, take your breaks from those places. And, you know, you maybe do 15 minutes and you go hide for 15 minutes. You'll figure it out. Um, maybe we do the earplugs. Maybe we make sure that we're very comfortable. Uh, it, it depends. Maybe we, as a team, as a partnership, we decide to go to a less stimulating environment. And so we can all hang out. Maybe it's not this fucking pub, but it's this other one. Yep. Uh, maybe we can alternate where we do one that's like a mildly upsetting to maybe a couple. And then the next time or two, we do where everyone can be very peaceful, mm-hmm. homebody, at home, eating pizza, chilling, playing D&D, whatever. There's steps to this. Um, and you have to be people that legitimately love you and respect you to make sure that you know they respect your boundaries and that you always don't have to say that your boundary, maybe they, they should already kind of know if they know you well. Uh, it's a tricky place. In saying all this, most of my college students that I work with, they're just going to push through it like you did. Um, whether they know that they're on the spectrum or not, they're going to push through it because they want to be normal. They want to have the college experience. And one of my students is like, yeah, I'm just shitting my brains out the entire time. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, I'm just in the bathroom, just like, just horrifically six times. I'm like, six times? I'm like, do you even leave? She's like, no, I just go back for like a few minutes and I go back to the bathroom. I'm like, you can't do this anymore. This is not yeah. good. Why just drink more? That's not the solution. That can lead to some weird shit. Yeah. Um, so it's intense for a lot of my college students uh, because they want to live this quote unquote normal life uh, or this normal college life where you're supposed to have the time of your life and like be drunk all the time and party. That's actually technically not that normal for most individuals. Most individuals are not getting hammered the entire time. It's a certain subsection that is. Um, uh, and I love talking about this because even like Thanksgiving's coming up. By the time this pod comes up, it's going to be real close to Thanksgiving, if not past it. That's tough for a lot of my clients. And so we're, we're talking about a restaurant. Thanksgiving's crazy. You got people in there cooking and shit, yelling and shit, TV's on, football's on. You know, people talking politics. Well, you know, one people people calling out people for racism and shit. It can get intense, you know. Uh, and so some of my clients would be like, "Nah, what do I do?" I'm like, "You're gonna take some breaks. You're gonna tell your mom that you're gonna fucking go outside and go for your walks that you enjoy because it's out in the cold and it really regulates you. And you're gonna tell her to fucking deal with it, or you're not gonna be part of Thanksgiving. You're just gonna sit in your room the entire time." Um. And so that sounds dramatic, but there's also a lot of other steps that we put in there to get respect and to man, demand respect without mom thinking that they're making excuses or dad thinking that they're making excuses. Because um, the goal is how do we regulate? And how do we also just create safe spaces for ourselves? And it's tough. It takes a lot of ego work to build them back up, to set those boundaries, um, to make sure that they are not crazy or that they're not asking for too much. 
you going for a walk outside to like chill or into the bathroom to hide for a while isn't a lot to ask. Your your parents forcing you to sit outside at the dinner table for like two hours. I'd fucking lose my shit. Spencer knows I don't even like to sit down. I, half the time I want to lay down. So yeah. everyone will be at like my that. house. Oh, I'll just be laying down. I'm sitting there with my legs kicking in the air, you know, just everyone. They're like, look at this big motherfucker hunchback and shit. That's where you keep it on to. No, that's actually a neurodivergent thing, too. Like, we have this hunch right here. It's because <laughs> I'm not going to info dump, but it's actually most of us yeah. have. Yeah. Oh, I, got a little, I got a little hunch there, but mine is. Yeah. My, mine Our is next a go forward. Bad. Follow Dr. Tracy. I think her name is. Or Dr. something. Tracy. Tracy. I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, well, I got like a little, like a, a fatty tissue build up there too. That's from uh, that's from weightlifting. So that bar, I got sensitive skins, so it builds up the tissue. And the doctor's like, "What the hell is this?" I said, "That's from weightlifting, punk." <laughs> Actually, just so you know, it's my autism. <laughs> you, you like to, my lovely lady. Huh? Press the button. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's look real quick. What do we got? What do we got over here in the autism spreadsheet? The autism spreadsheet. The autism spreadsheet. The autism spreadsheet. I think this is, we're going to kick this to you. You talked about something that's interesting is this misdiagnosis stuff. So you already kind of preached on it where, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say like panic disorder and stuff like that. Bipolar. Already... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, preach. You can get on your Oh, okay. So here, I'm going to paint, I'm going to paint a scene for you. We don't know that a certain type of autism exists, right? That it looks a certain way. So you get someone that comes in and they say, you know, sometimes I get so focused in on something and I feel so hyper and energetic about it. And it's all I care about. And I just want to research anything, everything I can about it for hours and hours and hours. And it's hard for me to stop autistic inertia. It's hard for me to stop and like go to bed, but I eventually go to bed and I'm just like really excited about it. And then sometimes like I start feeling really overwhelmed by everything. And then I'm just like in my bed for like a week or two and I forget to leave my house and it's really hard to socialize, but I just want to like, and this doctor's like, this is bipolar. When really what we're seeing is hyperfixation, special interests and complete and utter overwhelm and probably sensory overload and too many expectations. Mm. So a lot of people get misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder. Spence, Adrian, Adrian can talk this shit, boy. I tell you, <laughs> Adrian, Adrian, and by shit I mean you can preach. Uh, that was a wonderful scene, mm-hmm. and I also like the uh, the cadence that you gave because it's also kind of like super hyper and like in it. Uh, I'm bipolarish, uh, so that's an- intriguing as well. I do the same thing because it adds a little gravitas when you're like trying to teach and provide psychoeducation. Yes. Um, hella right. I'll see bipolar. I'll see. Schizoid, I'll see all types of personality disorders, narcissistic, um, borderline, you'll see avoidant, you will see schizoid uh, personality disorder. You said that schizoid one hundred percent. You will see it, you'll see antisocial because they, they don't care about like socializing or talking to people or the rules don't apply to them. I'm like, the motherfucker don't know the the rules. <laughs> they will follow rules if you tell them, but you ain't told them a damn rule. And then you know, sometimes they got executive function, they might forgot the damn rule. Yeah. Well, they won't follow no rules, so they, you know, just calm down. Um, it, and then we're so varied. We're so varied. They think that mm-hmm. as autistic folks, because it's in the DSM, 
that we wouldn't be varied and we're all the same, like a presentation of like depression or OCD, where in reality, it's like there's allistics and then there's autistics. That's how my brain sees it, right? There is um, developmental disorders, cognitive disorders, like diagnoses and disorders that come under the autism umbrella of having that type of brain. But like at the end of the day, we're so very just like people. And so you get people coming in and get all these diagnoses and it's just different types of autistic folks. I've been trying to preach at my practice, my practice, my school. Um, <laughs> it is mine. <laughs> no, I own all, y'all motherfuckers work for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm the biggest one here. So it is go in, in order by weight. <laughs> you know, metric, metric ton. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, and so I've been trying to preach to some a lot of folks. And they're like, damn, no, I've been noticing a lot of folks who are like neurodivergent. I'm like, no shit, bro. We're at a fucking science and engineering school, one of the biggest <laughs> in the entire world. It's heavily populated with autistic folk. And they're like, uh, yeah, this is pretty intense. I'm like, yep, I've been trying to tell y'all for years now. And then you got some of these older doctors, they're like, let me guess, Nas, they're ADHD and autistic. I'm like, yep. And they're like, yeah, yeah I'm making fun of you right now. Yep, I know you are. And this, this kid's autistic. Oh no, they ain't got ADHD. Oh, okay, send them in for testing. Guess what they got? One thousand percent. Every autistic person has ADHD. I'm sorry. It's intense. It's just whether you're uh, the combined type, hyperactive, or inattentive, and that is a big statement I just said. But correct. You convince me otherwise. There's executive. I'm trying dis- to tell you. Part of autism. It's all and it's all it's all it's all in the pie. I do have one question. Have you met an ADHD person without autism? Yes, but now you're making me question some things. Uh, I feel like I have seen a lot of ADHD, but there's a lot of uh, autistic traits in many of them. Yes. Yeah. I'm wondering what the future holds with that. Correct. Uh, now, I, you know, I haven't really heard it like that, but whenever I see ADHD, you see some interesting stuff that's also in there. Usually anxiety disorder, usually depression, uh, usually some a shit ton of mirroring and possibly uh, OCD-like tendencies. And you know that OCD and ADHD, technically scientists don't know how the two exist, can exist together without autism. There's so, I'm like, I told you, there's so much cool information out there. I just want to know, like, I want you to like research and then like message me and tell me what you think. Yeah, no, I'm I'm done researching. That's, that's, it is what it is. Read a book, the fuck? (laughs) Just ask chat GPT. No, (laughs) sure. I thought you said ass chat. I was like, what the hell is ass chat? It's a new AI. Get you some ass. <laughs> I, need, I need to download that one. Damn, boy. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this is my ass. How does this get out of here? <laughs> Wait a minute. How'd they get that photo? Damn. I say that thing? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I want a full rant. Um, yeah, this is where Adrian's like, what the fuck is going on here? I just took a water break. I'm chilling. Oh, you're good. All right. Um, uh, I just finished the doctorate uh, for social work, and uh, dissertation was on autism uh, amongst women and how it differs and how it differs from men. But then specifically getting away from that and it's trying to explain that how it's 
this less severity or less disabling speech, right? Looking at these other smaller characteristics and how do we generalize this to everyone? Because there's no way in hell the ratio of men to women is that varied. There's no way. Uh, there's no way. And there's some talks about testosterone, uh, societal pressures and norms and coaching women. Um, and so I decided to do that. I'm so burnt out of doing studying and research. I just want to nerd out on your research. Uh, I'm completely, um, completely done. Um, yeah. And so I literally have just been watching movies and playing video games. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll pick back up reading in January and, and trying to educate myself, but I am full blown fucking 16 year old boy right now. Ooh, I think that's a good thing. You need to give your brain a break. Oh yeah. It's, it's been magnificent. Um, so we talked about the misdiagnosis. It's a big issue. We talked about the panic attacks and how it's also really could be this overwhelming leading to like a meltdown. Obviously we're seeing that in the scene. Um, but there's something that you brought up and that I picked up, which is the biggest thing that I picked up uh, in the thing. Uh, I forgot the character's name. What was her name? Winnie. And they're like, Hey, we, we don't touch them. Uh, we um, don't touch because the other person was going in to like hug them and support them, which is awesome. It's empathetic. It's loving. It's caring. It's supportive. And the other person was like, no, we don't do that. Yeah, we don't touch Gwenny. And I was like, ooh. Um, I, I assume maybe some folks can touch that individual. Maybe none can touch the individual. Uh, maybe maybe they just need someone to just sit there with them in a minute and just talk them through it and deregulate. Maybe they just need 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. A lot of people don't like to be touched. I sure as fuck don't like to be touched. Unless we're, it's like all consensual, but like, you don't need to touch me. In a very specific um, type of touch, right? I need pressure. Like okay. if, if I'm going to access touch to come down, I need you to lay on top of me or like squeeze something on me or like pinch parts of my body, but like not, not a normal, like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. It depends. It's got to be specific individuals, specific purposes. It definitely can't be, uh, not consensual. Like you just randomly just touch me. No, nah, I'm not cool with that. No, You're patting me on the cool. back. It feels like razor blades on my skin. What are you doing? Yeah, it's intense. Um, and so I thought that was awesome for that friend to know and respect those boundaries. Cause I think other people would be like, Oh, it's fine. Just let them do that. Like parents. Oh, it's fine. Uh, it's it's actually not fine. I'm sorry. Um, this person has told you this person doesn't enjoy this thing. Can, can can we try to respect the thing? But I'm supposed to do this. You're my best friend. You're my partner. You're my. Uh, you don't own my body. You have no legal right to 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 this, or or to this. Oh, this. Spence, like, who the fuck wants that? <laughs> <laughs> Rumple steel skin? Rumple steel skin. Why are you stealing children, man? It's going to be me on Halloween. That's not serious. That's I hope not. not. That'd be a weird ass. Fucking be like, are you Rumple steel skin? I'm trying to tell you, man. Some of them kids are so damn cute with them costumes. I'm like, would you just hang out at the house for a couple hours? A couple hours. <laughs> Yep, I'm going to jail. Um, so, uh, what else we got on here? Oh, let's talk about the favorite word: shame and guilt. Uh, let's we're going to do a little round table, a little, a little a circle, circle motion. Uh, um, Adrian, can you give us a description of a time that 
maybe you got in that situation, you felt all obviously deregulated, and then you felt immediately that shame, that guilt, that, oh, I just blew this, I just wasted everyone's time, I ruined the fucking event. Like, do you have a specific thing in your mind where you're like, this is cringe as shit after or before the self-diagnosis diagnosis? It doesn't really matter. I just wondered when was the time that seared into your brain and then Spence and I'll go. Um, before. So um, my in-laws had a baby shower, which was very kind of them to do. And I remember continuing I, very sensory overload. I didn't really, I had to be the one to be pregnant and we wanted a baby. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't want a baby shower where everyone was looking at me and I went in and I was, there were so many people talking and there was so much noise and I was so uncomfortable in my body. And there were so many scary stories of people telling me about their births. And then one of the women comes over to me and says, okay, it's time for us to play games. And then you're going to open gifts in front of everyone. And I actually had a massive panic attack and started sobbing and had to leave and went back to the hotel room. I left the baby shower the person with the baby in the body left the baby shower. Um, and, you know, to this day, if I would have known I was autistic, I would have advocated for a different type of baby shower. Um, but my spouse got to enjoy it with their family. And that's all that really matters, you know, but I went home and I was like, well, that's embarrassing. I cried and had to leave my, my baby shower that I don't like when people look at me. <laughs> so that's mine. Yep. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, there's no, can't imagine that one. That's just, that's Dude, the gender stuff on top of it is a lot. It's a lot. All the stuff. Yep. It's that. And then you actually like have human existence inside of you, just like nope. fucking with you and kicking you in that kidney. Nope. So that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. In the kidney. Nope. Yep. Uh, I, just for my personal joy, uh, the, you had a kid and they're all healthy and everything's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, you, you yeah it's my dude. Kidney. My little dude. Uh, Okay, because, yeah, you threw me off. You said, well, we tried to have a kid. I'm like, did, did it happen? Like, I don't know the emotion I'm supposed to feel right now. <laughs> no, no. He's happy. He's amazing. I would never do it again. Um, but okay. I am so grateful that he exists and he is healthy and happy and good. There you go. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I was like, <laughs> what emotion do I choose from? Like, the podcast um, is about to take a real weird turn. Like, <laughs> Should I laugh? Should I cry? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's good. He's yeah. Good. I don't know. I don't have a lot of specifics on this because it's probably happened so okay. many times. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It it's Your you know ones are always fun for me. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's more of like, you know, I've had moments where uh especially Thanksgiving, like we used to do like a lot of family stuff. Hated that shit. Um, because it was just you know, you always had a mask and put on like all these different faces and act a certain way, you know, not to like, don't, you know, you don't, you don't want to ruin everyone else's Thanksgiving for being like an asshole or whatever. Right. And so, um, that was probably one of the, like those times that I just really did not like, um, putting on a mask. And then, you know, I probably deregulated at some point. Um, but then I would just, I live in Minnesota, so it gets cold. It's cold in November. So uh, we just go outside um, and just sit out there for a while. Um, and yeah, and, and and that's kind of one of the things. It's like family events were just not fun for me when I was a kid because it was just just felt like a lot of pressure to be doing things that I don't really want to do. 
um, acting a certain way that I don't really want to act. And so, um, wasn't always fond of it. Just kind of wanted to stay home, but you know, did what you had to do. So people ever think you were weird or like you're being an asshole. Yes. All the time. They still think that. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? You're the weird one in the family. Yeah, totally. I'm the fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah, you're getting along with us pretty well, so you a little fucked up. Well, I was also, <laughs> I'm also biracial in a family that was very white, <laughs> so that was a little probably awkward for some people, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Is what it I is. believe that. Uh, I think what's always in my brain is uh, college, and specifically how they always talk about Nas always leaves. Nas mm. always leaves. I'm like, we talk about. I don't always leave. He said, "Man, you always fucking wander off. We're all in here drunk as shit. Where'd you go? I was drunk too, uh, but you always leave." And I didn't realize that I always left and went outside and hung out with all the smokers because mm. I always needed that to regulate. Because I get so hot and anxious. Right. Hell, I was talking to a bunch of students in the in the Latin Cultural Center because I'm the liaison over there, and I said, "Hey, man," he said, "What's up?" I said, "I love talking to you, man. You're a good kid." He said, yeah, thank you, thank you. I said, I'm getting real anxious talking to you, man. I got to go. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm getting hot. My ears are burning. <laughs> he said, it ain't even hot in here. I said, it's fine. I'm stewing. <laughs> um, I'm fucking full-on rotisserie chicken at Costco stewing. Uh, yeah. He said, that's fine, that's fine. I said, yeah, I'm going to go, man. I'll talk to you next week. And so obviously weird. Um, but that person knows I'm on the spectrum, so it's fine. Um, but going back to the pub, uh, I was always this bubbly, happy drunk, and some of my other friends are like little, little, little tiny guys, little five foot five guys. Okay, um, and they're little aggressive drunks, aggressive drunks, and I was usually that protector and like bodyguard in the situations, and so they would get very mad when I would leave. But I was like happy, bubbling. I go outside, take my breaks, and then I come back in. Everyone and got their ass kicked. How am I supposed to know? Right, and for real, man, this is how it was. And so they get mad at me talking about I'm running or this or that or where were you? And then they would shame me. And then they would guilt me. I said, how about you just not get in a fight with people? You know, how about you actually hold your liquor? Uh, you also don't have to drink as much as I do. You know, there's a, you know I can drink a whole bottle and and, 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 and be okay. I, can, I drive pretty good too now. That's a joke. No. Do not drink and drive. Yes, don't drink and drive. <laughs> this podcast does not condone drinking and driving. Don't do it. But, you know. Yep, absolute vodka. They almost killed nope. me a couple times. Call an Uber. Uh, Don't do it. Call an Uber, please. Um, or Lyft. Please, do, do not drive uh, drunk. So, I would get shit for that all the time, and they'd be like, Nas, what is wrong with you, man? I don't fucking know, man. Just go outside. And so I finally realized that I was always that person taking breaks, and I started suggesting it to clients in college years and years later. I'm like, look at this shit here, my autistic ass. Okay. Okay, and they're like, yeah, that's weird. I'm like, yep, sure is, but I would go catch my breath, do my thing. Um, interesting, looking back on those days and how whenever I got super hot or super crowded or super loud, like, yeah, I'm out, I'm gone. I'm, real quick pause. The people that are outside smoking end up being the funnest, nicest fucking people. I became a smoker for that reason because yeah. I found that smoking helped me socially. To yeah, get out nice and have the one-on-one -on -one talks and just chill. Hey, hey, got a bum a cigarette, and then you share the cigarette, this and that, and you talk about this and that. It literally it was always been the nicest people I've I've talked to. They, you got a smoke or a lighter? I ain't got either one, but I talk to you. 
<laughs> I'm here for the conversation, not the tobacco. I'm here for the conversation, brother. Uh, <laughs> you, you want my number? I ain't got no cell phone, so I'm going to have to write that shit down for you. I got a pay phone I go to regularly. <laughs> <laughs> for, for real, though. Uh, for real. Thank God for Obama phones, because this shit was a struggle back then. Obama um, <laughs> phones. Thank you, Obama. Do hey, boy. We Shout out Obama. Obama phone in the mail. Shout out Obama, boy. Yep. Yes. Keep, I got hope. Uh, I share a birthday with Obama. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. There you go. Hey. When's Obama's birthday? August 4th. What the fuck? August 4th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never would remember any president's birthday. I'm like, who? I will only remember Obama's because he's the best and it's on my birthday. So. There you go. Yeah. We beat racism. It's gone. It's, I think it's gone. I don't see it anymore. Oh, Never came know. back. Never came I back. See, I don't see color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. I don't see, I don't see differences. Okay, sorry. I don't, don't see, see color, color, except for I'm, that one. I'm, I'm brownish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate when people say that. that. I'm like, shut I up. Be black. Be black. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's um, the same to me, really. <laughs> yep, it is. How about that privilege? Is it all the same? Huh. All right, anyways. Everyone, motherfucker, you gonna love the poor people. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. he... <laughs> yeah, no, I got a whole poor rant. Uh, class, I, classism gets in the way of, of even more shit to me than sometimes racism, but they're usually very connected. Um, yes. So, uh, Love that we hit some of these topics. I'm sure that I had left something out in that sandwich of mess that I was just talking about. We got we got some stuff down here, and I don't even know what I wrote. Let's look at this. Unmasking. This one looked like it says Massachusetts. Masking. Massachusetts. Oh, masking's low. It says masking, and it says hard as shit. But before that, oh, it's the step by step. So it's misunderstood, feeling shame, guilty, um, feeling like an idiot. Uh, not knowing what to say, feeling uh, isolated, feeling depressed, feeling suicidal. That spiral downwards. Suicidal, yes. That's a thing. So, uh, you got any preaching about this step-by-step thing or how the isolation, because you don't want to be in those situations or fear or shame, leads to isolation and then maybe could lead to suicidal thoughts? Is that a thing or am I just making shit up? So what I see a lot, so I don't love the terminology autistic meltdown, but I use it because if I say autistic overwhelming, no one knows what I'm talking about. So in an autistic meltdown, when we are completely overloaded, oversensory, our brain feels like it's melting and we go into black and white and catastrophic thinking and normally comes creeping in is maybe I should just die. And most people get a little freaked out by it. Most people are like, maybe I just should but mostly every autistic person I know gets to that point in one of their meltdowns and they get really freaked out by it. Like, why would I think that? And then afterwards, once they're fine, the meltdown's over and they've regulated, they're like, um, so I had that thought, what what did that mean? And so now I kind of just, you know, when people say that I'm like, okay, do you have a plan? Do you actually want to No, It just happens when I get into those spaces. Okay. I guess when you say that, or your brain tells you that that's time, you know, can we start stimming? Can we start rocking? Do you need pressure learning to accommodate for what you need, which is a part of unmasking. If we unmask, then we can pull in all the tools that we've been shoving away for so long. I'm like, I want you to sit there and like rock and flap and like, 
cry and cry and cry and cry. And like, you're probably not going to jump out the window. I, I have a feeling you're not. If you feel like you are, call someone, call someone safe who knows that you're probably not actually suicidal. Um, but I think then some people do because it's so hard, especially undiagnosed people. That's why I'm not going to ever, 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 ever be okay with people saying, oh, everyone's autistic nowadays. Well, fine. Okay. If that keeps people alive so they don't have to suffer like most True. of us have. That's my feeling. True. It very. It's hard to live like this and not know. No, it is. It is. It is. It is. Uh, I've diagnosed a lot of people just in the last few weeks, man. I'm like, hey, man, it's a thing. Good. Um, so, you know, that spirals intense. I'm going to stick on this thing of like this suicidal ideation and that, that, that word intent. Uh, so some of you folks that are listening, the neurodivergent yourself, uh, your parents, maybe you're young, uh, maybe you got partners, whatever it is, doesn't matter. This word ideation just means like kind of thinking, kind of thinking, kind of stewing on some stuff, right? Maybe you're batting some stuff around. And there's the, there's the real stuff, which is, you know, I'm going to research some stuff. I'm going to think about ways how I can actually do it. So I'm going to talk about well, what medicine do I have in the cabinet? What, you know, where are my access to my knives? Do I have a pistol here? Like, I'm going to visualize this. I might actually Google some stuff, best ways to die. A client just told me that yesterday. Um, or they, they said, I calculated how much Tylenol it would take for me to actually kill myself. I'm like, you big as shit, so it's going to take a couple of bottles. <laughs> uh, obviously, I didn't say that. <laughs> but still, like, I'm like, you can get a really bad stomachache, man. Um, you tall as hell. So, uh, so there's that. The legit intent, plus there's a lot of means in there as well. Now, there's the passive stuff, which a lot of us have, especially intrusive thoughts, which is like, I don't want to exist. This really fucking sucks. It'd be easier to be dead. To not have to go through tomorrow, to not have to live through today or the meeting. I just don't want to and I want to disappear. There's the I don't want to exist. There's the I just want to disappear. There's the, I want to just die, but actually not wanting to follow through with anything. Those are all passive things. Happens. Anxious. It's a reaction. I get it. Don't be super scared of that. You're probably going to be. Don't be super scared of it. Um, but then you said you're right. There's the folks that do have that intrusive thought and they've never really had one before. And then they have a full-on like breakdown, and they're like, holy shit, I want to die. And they're like, oh, my God, why would I think that? I live a good life. Things are solid. Parents love me. Why would I want to die? But then I had that thought, so that must mean I want to die. Because I want to die, and I thought that, holy shit, I'm going to kill myself. So that's where that OCD shit starts to really pick up, and it can get intense. And then they start scanning all the time, scanning, scanning to see if they're depressed, if they're suicidal. And it keeps happening and happening, and every physical reaction triggers a scan. Like, calm down, bro. Um, so there's a couple of different things. There's passive, there's intent and means. And this is why I want to talk about this, because I had a lot of clients that would be like, I want to kill myself, or I don't want to be here. And they'll send them into my office, and they'll get hospitalized. Not from me, but from other folks. They'll hospitalize people so quickly, and I'm like, you've damaged so much to this Eric. Are they actually going to do it, or did they just say right. it? right. And so I have to teach a lot of clients to stop saying some of that verbiage because they keep getting like either hospitalized or they keep getting sent out of class or like all these meetings and behavior things. And like, I'm like, all right, so we're going to change some of the verbiage. Like my friend said, I keep saying it too much. Uh, I'm like, do you? They're like, yeah, I'm like, you, your ass is legitimately depressed. So maybe you shouldn't actually say that because they think that you actually mean it and they're going to end up calling the police on you. Right. 
So with me, you can say it all you want. I mean, you you can say whatever crazy shit you want because I know that you're safe and you're not going to do it. But there's certain times and places, certain people. I wanted to say that because they will legitimately try to kick these kids out of school because they might say something to a professor. And I'm like, whoa. And that's the stuff that's so dangerous, right? Because if a kid's saying that and we're not getting curious about it and we're just panicking, that's about us. And then we're limiting this person's resources. So when a client comes to me and they say that and they're like, I was really afraid to tell you that. And you're just sitting there and you're not having a strong reaction. I'm like, yeah, because we're going to be curious about it. Like, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to, people are like, I thought you wouldn't be my therapist anymore. I'm like, no. But that's what they, they, you get so freaked out about your licensure and being sued and getting in trouble if someone does do that or being traumatized by them. But like, maybe they don't actually want to, or maybe they do. And by not freaking out, we can actually get them the resources we need and get curious on what's going on in their brains. Preach. I remember one human had therapy with my boss and my boss was to me, she's one of the best therapists probably exists in the damn universe. But, you know, she's older and she was missing a few steps on some things. So I ended up absorbing the caseload after, you know, they retired. And there was a bunch of folks, right? Awesome. But there was one person that I'm like, okay, couple, couple folks. One person, I'm like, you autistic. No, I'm not. I'm um, borderline. Uh, okay. Well, you might be a little both, but you're <laughs> on the spectrum, kid. Uh, you're definitely on the spectrum. Uh, and so we did a lot of deep talking and they opened up to me vastly more than to the other therapist. Um, and it was quite wonderful. And I remember the email scared the shit out of me. Uh, they said, Hey, I'm going to the hospital to finally like legitimately work on this shit and do all the stuff that we've been talking about because now someone's actually listening to me. I know what the thing I need to work on. They did their thing. They thanked me. They was for real. They came back to school. They was awesome. Graduated. But they were holding on to this horrific pain for years and masking for years. I'm like, we need to talk about these things. And they said, I don't know. I just felt like I could talk to you. Um, some of it was my vibe. Some of it was me being younger and, the, and my boss being older um, and them having like the parental figure type of thing. Um, I bring that up because folks should be able to say whatever they want to us without us feeling like we're going to immediately lock them up. Now, if you come in and tell me you're going to hurt someone today or legitimately hurt yourself today, don't get it twisted. We're going to talk about it a lot in, in depth, and we're going to figure out is there real intent and means. And if there is, both of us will agree for you to get higher treatment and to go into the hospital to make sure that you're safe. Um, or if you're having like a legit uh, like mental break or schizophrenic break, which I've seen, usually drug-induced. Um, yeah, so I don't want folks to think that I don't hospitalize folks, or but it's usually a team cooperation. Hey, everyone. Before we get into the show, please check out our collaborator, Bubs Naturals. They sell a variety of health and wellness products, including collagen peptides, MCT oil powder, coffee, apple cider vinegar gummies, and other amazing products. Go to bubsnaturals.com and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. And with that, let's get into the show. Hey, are you a nerd? Do you like pins? If you're like any of our followers and you said yes, you should check out our collaboration with Pinfinity. They have Power Rangers pins, Transformers pins, and for all of our bronies out there, My Little Pony pins. Go check out our link tree or use our code DSP to get 20% off your Pinfinity order today. 
you need to make a good decision. Yeah, you need it needs to be a collaborative. We need to be curious and we need to know. I've hospitalized Correct. before too, um, but it was after sitting there for like an hour making sure that it was the right move, especially the, right move. You know, the person that I was sitting with was a person of color and I'm not just going to call the police. The police. I called an ambulance and, you know, we had to make sure I had to make sure that he was going to be safe. Yep. So the steps to it, and you got to be safe with our folks, especially with folks of color, especially with folks that don't like to be touched. Um, right. There's some certain instructions that you need to give the other folks when you're handing the kiddo off to um, my boss, my old boss was the shit boy. She would go, to the hospital with the kid. She's like, yep, I'm, I'm dipping out of work. I'm going with the kid. And I said, all right, I got it. I'll hold it down. Oh my um, God, I love that. I would totally go with my people if I could. I'd be like right there. Like, I got yeah. you. It's okay. Oh yeah. Did you Dr. feel better? Dr. Ruth was uh, a true soldier and saver of people. Um, yeah, love her to death. So um, hopefully this has all been informational for a lot of folks. I feel like we hit everything. It looks like the last thing Spence is masking um i guess what did you want to touch on on masking uh specifically her probably in the restaurant yeah so um i think i touched on a little bit earlier that we're in that complete sensory overload and our mask starts to slip and having the mask in general is completely anxiety inducing sometimes it's safe right so sometimes i i feel like Right now, now that I know and I've learned how to unmask, I kind of turn on my hyperactive ADHD and that works as a pretty good mask. So I unmask the hyperactivity ADHD and that helps. But um, when you're like in those situations and your mask starts to slip, it can feel like then you're really losing all control because like I don't know how to be in and navigate or leave this situation um it's just a lot of pressure and so for anyone who is watching this like if you're going on a date you don't have to go to a restaurant you can suggest something else like if that's going to end up being your person long term like they're going to get it you know go for a walk go for a picnic go to a place where you're not forced to have eye contact where you don't have to think a lot about eye contact go to a place that's not noisy like honor what you need and if anyone thinks it's weird that you're not doing these certain things and that's not going to be your person anyways if it's friends same thing Find your people who some autistics love going to really loud concerts. Yep. They love that noise. Find your people. We've been told too long that we're weird or we're quirky or we need to do better. And I'm just like, screw it all. Find your people where you can do the shit that you enjoy with and set those boundaries and like see what happens and work on therapy on the self-esteem because most of our self-esteem has been shot at this at this point. So. Yep. 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 100%. Uh, in the scene, uh, both of you, but Spence, you can see where she's, because we haven't seen it until today, you can see where she's trying to hold her shit together. Yep. And she's looking at the right at the date, right? And she's like trying and she's zoning in. And the date starts looking weird at him. And then they're like, oh, shit, I caught two words and then I'm out. And then yep. it reminded me of that scene, Spence, that we watched uh, uh, Puss in Boots. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Kind of reminded me of that. He starts having the panic attack and then everything else kind of shuts off. Yep. Right. It was real loud and then it was yep. and then it was weird and fuzzy and all that. You can see their eyesight going in and out. Oh shit, scared the shit out of me. It's a fucking <laughs> massive spider. Jesus Christ. You talk about adrenaline. Fuck oh me. God, Jesus Christ, dude. This fucking thing is massive. 
that Indiana spider. Oh my god, I just threw the fucking thing at it. <laughs> Why did you fucking... just <laughs> that was fucking terrifying? Bro. I love how you had to stay that's in the how I feel about centipedes. There's a lot of centipedes in Pittsburgh. That's how I feel about some like those that's just not right to have that many legs. That's not right. It's not right. <laughs> not right. <laughs> I, oh, I just I love the fact that you cool. had to stay in your chair or else you're going to throw that laptop. I thought you were <laughs> acting something out for a minute. I was like, ooh, what's this? Ooh, <laughs> not a movie scene. Uh-huh. You do acting too? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no. Holy shit. I'm like a full boob sweat now. I'm like pouring. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Take uh, some waterfalls over here, man. Jeez. Uh... <laughs> That was terrifying. Um, I, yeah, I was talking about masking and then her. Oh, I have no idea how folks can hold it together in certain situations like that. Literally no idea. Um, that's intense. Um, sadly, I don't have to mask. Oh, not sadly. Thankfully, I don't have to mask that hard. Uh, uh, not as hard as in day-to-day life. Things are pretty fine. But I have a lot of clients that it's hard just to go to the grocery store. It's hard just to walk outside. It's hard to live with their roommate. Um, it's extremely hard to go to doctor's appointments. Uh, yep. Thank God for telehealth these days, right? And allowing access, especially for folks that are ADHD and shit, and they don't want to call and they can just set it up online. Um, I have so many students that it's so hard to function daily. Uh, I'm thinking of a couple of sweet humans I got. You know, it's maybe they love a certain hobby or thing, or maybe they love tournaments for video games and they can't go because it's so overwhelming and they can't eat for the entire day. And people are like, Oh, this is an eating disorder. This is not an eating disorder. Oh my God. That fucking spider is huge boy. Jesus Christ. You got to get a good crap. Spencer. What do I do? (laughs) I I think kill it. (laughs) Murder. Oh, I'm gonna try to edit that out because that might be really loud. Even because I'm not on my. No, you're not editing oh. nothing, man. I'm putting this into a reel. What are you talking about? <laughs> we can. I just don't want it to blow people's ears out. Um. Oh, so in the software that I have for OBS, it 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 <laughs> condenses everything into like a palatable thing. That fucking thing shot at me so fast. You have no idea. Was it a tarantula? That motherfucker's huge. It's right. like what is it? Wolf spider. Those bad boys Oof. are scary. Wolf spiders are It's a big one. That motherfucker's going to bite venomous. <laughs> yeah. All I know is I'm keeping my legs straight up for the rest of this pod. Oh, my God. Can we, can we can you just pan down to see your legs into your chest right now? <laughs> one, one is in the chest. Yeah, and then the other one is just straight up. Uh, it's like 340 pounds, like, directly in one spot in this chair. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I was just getting at it. It's just hard for a lot of folks to eat. I, I got to get back on track. It's hard for folks to eat, man. It's hard for folks to function. It's fucking terrible. Um, and so it's sometimes it's strategizing on how do we function yep. around these things. So I got I got humans eating at like four in the morning, going back to sleep, then doing the thing that they have to have so mm-hmm. they have some nutrition. That way they don't go from like eight o'clock at night all the way to five o'clock the next day. That's not right. Um, mm-hmm. It's intense. There's a lot of different things with shakes, water. There's so many different things that we work on uh, to help people participate in society. Um, students, poor babies. College is so fucking hard. It's tough. Uh, it's very tough. Very, very tough. Especially for some, for some of them are just the sweetest pie. 
-hmm. They're like the sweetest individuals. Don't get me wrong. I have a couple of assholes that are on the spectrum too, but most of them are sweet as pie. Most <laughs> of them, they're so sweet, they give you diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. All right. <laughs> Spence, you got any questions or thoughts to them? Uh, so I guess last question. Nas brings this stat up um, a few times in our last couple pods where um, people who are on the spectrum might also be, there's a correlation between people who are on the spectrum, but then also queer as well. Um, do you see any correlation with that at all? I think that there's going to be research studies done and we're going to find most queer folks are probably autistic. I'm saying, I'm just saying big shit on the internet. The biggest shit. No, I, I think a lot of queer folks, I think that's why it's, well, I'd say gender, like folks who are like trans yeah. or, you know, gender, uh, have a different gender than the sign of birth. Um, I think that's why we think outside the box. We um, don't like some rules will follow, but other rules don't make sense. We're already the ones who are already the weird ones. You know what I mean? Like, but I see a lot of my folks, especially trans folks, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to ask that, you know, cause he, you know, he says, he says a lot of stuff. I don't know if it's true. I don't do research. I'm like, what? I, don't I, just... I think we're going to, I know people are working on this research. It, it has to be, there has to be a correlation. Um, and I'm really curious to find out because queerness they've also found is like a, a gender or um, a brain diversity. Mm -hmm. so i'm just like really 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 stoked to see what people come up with with research and brains and all that so mm -hmm. yep um there is there is some some small data that's out there um obviously there is a correlation of, uh not obviously there is some books out there about uh, autism and trans there's a lot of folks that write talk about it the, the, there's some some studies out there but it's still in its infancies <laughs> um so uh, like one of my homies said uh you know being trans isn't an autistic thing, but there's a lot of folks that are autistic that are also yep. trans or non-binary. And you'll see a lot of folks that you have higher rates than the general population of being trans and also higher rates than the general population of being queer, gay, bi, pan, etc. Um, they'll just be higher rates. I think that you said it perfectly. It's not the autistic folks in general have a higher rate of being trans and queer it's that trans and queer folks have a higher rate of being autistic so like just because your child is diagnosed with autism doesn't mean that they're going to grow up and be trans it just might mean Correct. that your kid who's trans might grow up and find that they are autistic hmm. so Correct. i, th I think so, that you said that that's a very very good way to say it and so it's interesting to think about spence because right there's a lot of folks that are coming out as trans that are like famous a lot mm -hmm. of athletes kids are coming out and it makes you think mm -hmm. is this is this you know it's just parent that's this high profile hall of fame athlete are they maybe neurodivergent and their kid is and thus that uh, impacted some gender stuff i don't know um, well think about someone who be sorry who becomes a pro athlete what type of special interest you would need to put yourself through that. I think that the folks who are like the Bill Gates and the pro athletes and the scientists and the researchers and the doctorates and the people who are very like into their field and like thrive at it, maybe they're not like making money and capitalists and famous and all that, even just the people at home who like understand something so thoroughly, like with the autistics. 
they need us. They need oh, us. No, society doesn't function without folks on the spectrum. They need or, us. Or Mexicans. Uh, just putting <laughs> that out there. <laughs> So, so I don't I'm Mexicans. Right you know, I'm Mexican. We got it. We know. <laughs> yeah. uh, it does not function without us. Uh, I'm speaking of like, I'm thinking of Dwayne Wade uh, and, and, and their and their their kid, uh, Magic Johnson, right, and their kid. I'm thinking yeah. of a couple other famous individuals, right. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of uh, maybe Demi Lovato and Sam Smith, most likely also on the spectrum. Also, Will trans. Smith. They, not No, I know. No, no, I brought up Will Smith. Am I allowed oh, to talk Will, about him? Uh, well, he, I don't know. It's fine. I mean, I mean, I grew, I grew up. I, I, I used to love him, and then he just. We all used to love Will, and then we found out they forced information on us. I didn't want to know. I really didn't I want to know all this I stuff. I was sick of his shit for a while, though. He was just in too much shit, man. Yeah. Why? What? It just, I get sick. It's like Tom Brady. You know, you just get sick of it. You know? Oh my gosh. You get sick of winning. That's what you get sick of. <laughs> I do. Oh, no one cares about Tom Brady, right? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't say that in Tampa Bay or in New England because they do. Um, sometimes I like to do it just to see him get upset. <laughs> ah, I love Tom Brady. That 100% is your ADHD just fucking with people. You know that, right? For me? Yeah. Oh, same <laughs> to make people upset? That's 100%. Funny. That's ADHD. That's hilarious. Stirring the, I didn't know that stirring the pot is, oh, stirring the pot is ADHD. Oh, I love stirring the pot. A little, the brain gets a little bored. And so you're like, let me fuck with this person. Oh, yeah. I'll call my, my mom and bored. tell her crazy shit, get her really upset, <laughs> and be like, okay, bye. And I'm like, why do I do this? Why do I enjoy this so much? I'm going to yeah, do it again tomorrow. Is, bye. <laughs> that's the reason why I like teasing people. Like, I just. My clients would be like, can you say this to me? I was like, I just did. I know. I've, t- I've told clients before, like, several, I'm like, don't kill yourself because it'll really fuck me up, okay? <laughs> like, it's it'll really fuck me up and traumatize me, and this is actually about me. <laughs> I've done the sarcastic. Obviously, you have to say, well, some folks would be like, this is obviously super sarcastic. I say that. I'm like, I'm absolutely joking right now. You're going to be okay. We got this. But I've said a couple people. <laughs> you'll freak me out. Yeah, see, I probably go the opposite way. They'd be like, Naj, you would miss me. I was like, I don't even fucking know who you are, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just send them the Thanos meme. It, it, Sometimes they need that, though. Know. They need that. Oh, yeah. You need oh, to yeah. just laugh about it, right? Oh, 100%. <clears throat> been good... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's an ADHD thing. So it's like fidgeting to focus like you're doing now. And like <laughs> I've been doing the whole time. Uh, yeah, right. Stirring the pot is also part of it. Me and Spence do it quite often, and we enjoy it with each other, with others. Yeah. There was one time, last Halloween, we were doing a baby shower for my boy, oh, yeah. and we were in the hotel room. Cracking. From up. midnight till like three in the morning, just talking about the dumbest shit on earth. My, my boy, my best friend, he, he don't talk a lot, right? He's one of the neurodivergent folks that does not talk much, and I've never seen him angry. He goes, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it was intense. Um, it was he's so like, funny. what are we talking about right now? He's like, are we literally talking about crack and chicken? Said, yep. Yeah, crack chicken. <laughs> That's right. Crack chicken. <laughs> we're going to feed crack to chickens and then we're going to sell it. <laughs> and then we're going to eat the chicken. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, 
<laughs> he was so fucking mad. It's been one year. One year. Yeah. Feels good. Wow. It has. Jeez. Time flies, doesn't it? Time flies. Where he got totally. Wow. Yeah. Totally he shit. Oof. Um, um, completely shit faced. That was scary. Yeah. yeah, that was. That was actually pretty bad. When you said he almost drowned, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> he likes to, when he gets drunk uh, and he's like hung over the next day or yeah. he's just drunk in general, he likes to sleep in, like in the tub. Or like in the shower, so he went to the <laughs> hotel room, turned on the shower, and almost drowned in like a small shower. Like, but the thing, yeah, it was a thing. standing shower. Like, it wasn't standing a tub. Shower, he almost drowned. It was a standing tap, like shower. Like it's a nineties no music video. <laughs> Just, That's the scene yeah. I haven't. Do you see your autistic brains? You see everything in like movies in your brain. Yes. I do. Yeah, me too. It's great for being a therapist. That's why we do this show as well, though, because it's giving people visuals. Yeah. So they'll tell me shit, and now I have another visual. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, uh, I remember DMing you, um, and you immediately be like, I can't wait to do this. This is fucking awesome. This is cool. I got that from a few other counselors that are on the spectrum, too. Um, but you were one of the first to be like, holy shit, this is awesome. And I was yeah. like, you have no idea. I would literally like, Dad. The people identify with me. I feel so good and validated. <laughs> He's like, get really the fuck out of like here. That. I told my spouse, I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck these people are, but this is the best idea I've literally ever heard of. This is so good. It was like- wonderful. Literally, I went to my father. You know, father's disabled, lives with me. Um, brother's disabled, lives well, not disabled. Brother lives with me as well. Um, and I went over and told him, like, this is fucking awesome. This is how people are supposed to respond to things, to be excited about things, to have fun with us. Yeah. Um, and also, it's a way to do a podcast. This is the only type of podcast I would care about. Yeah. And we promote your stuff. You'll get some followers. We get some followers. People will get the healing. You get the healing. You get the healing. You get the healing. Mm-hmm. We, we play to the flying spaghetti monster. My boss actually said that's a real thing. And there's like research and like articles on it. Yeah. It's like a real spiritual thing. What is? The flying spaghetti monster. You're just an ass. I don't believe you. No, no. Swear to fucking God. He told me it's like a whole thing. I'm going to take you literally right now because it's late. But then I'm like, am I taking you literally because you are being literal or because you're joking and I'm not? (laughs) No. You never know with him. He's lying. He's definitely lying. All right. Real quick. I'm going to go (laughs) and I'm going to Google it immediately after. (laughs) Oh my God. I heard about the spaghetti monster. Yeah, just get DM. Fuck you, Nas. <laughs> you lie. Practice this. Um, do you have any any seasoning? What we any any lemon pepper you want to put on this chicken today for us? Lemon pepper whip. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> it's a black thing. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you can't do that to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what is got any salt? Any salt to put on this? What do white people use? Do you basil? Use salt or you just like you just put the chicken in there and you just eat? I, I get my food delivered from Cook Unity because okay. I have ADHD and I can't make myself food. You know but what? I- that is the new white person thing, isn't it? It's like not even salt. It's just like I order food. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, literally, I can't. Um, no one taught me how to cook, and um, it's my executive cooking skills, I just cannot. It's fine. So, do you have any anything <laughs> right? Because the food has been cooked, prepared. The seasoning is the last thing that you may put on it. Uh, well, at, well, if you, if you're in a, a, a house of family, wait a minute. House of family. I think uh, a family uh, of color household. 
You, we can put the seasoning before, after, during, you know, while you're eating it on the fork, all types of shit. Yeah. We, uh, we all got high, high blood pressure. Uh, is there anything, any topics that you want to put on the salad to finish it off? What do you want folks to know? What do you want to leave people with? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Um, Do I talk? I don't know. I guess I feel like I've already said a lot, but my biggest, like the biggest theme through all of this is that if you think you might have autism and you can't access a diagnosis because it's really expensive, like trust your own assessment of yourself. A lot of people can walk around and self-diagnose as depressed. Yeah. Self-diagnosed with anxiety. This is an actual brain functioning. This is how your brain is structured and how it functions. You know yourself, trust yourself. And if you can't know for sure, then start accommodating for sensory stuff anyway. Start trying out stims or letting stims out that you feel happening in your body, learning your boundaries and just like know you aren't alone and you don't have to like suffer that maybe you're not a complete fuck up and weirdo and you suck at being human like maybe you're just autistic in an analytic world that's forcing us all to be in the same box and we get to be free and celebrated in autistic bliss and i hope you find that and see that in this show okay all right and Thank uh you. what are your what are your socials for the people out there um i tried tiktok it didn't i can't it's not interesting so i do instagram and it's all for the dopamine okay all for the do- i'll do anything for dopamine <laughs> Fair enough. What is your handle so people can find yeah, you? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, it is. That's right. It is. It's all for, for the, dopamine. the dopamine. All for the dopamine. I thought you were literally saying, I do it for the dopamine. And that oh, is I do it. do it for the dopamine, but it's oh, all. It's literally. Yes. It's it literally all is. All for the dopamine? Yes. No fucking way. Well, that one word, all, all for the, the dopamine. There. Jesus. So my okay. handle is all for the dopamine. And I talk about OCD, ADHD, and autism. And I try, and my thing is being authentic, your authentic, relatable therapist. Do you also have a website or anything like that where people? Yeah, I do have a website. Um, I'm not, I am, I'm full on my caseload right now, but I do take um, folks on waitlist and it's rainbowcounselingcollective.com. Okay. We will be having the link the queers but i like everyone everyone can come i have non-queer clients too and they're great i love them (laughs) (laughs) you're straight how dare you (laughs) it's just get out (laughs) leave this Uh, zoom call they're like the sweetest little allies they're like oh you're getting top surgery yay and i'm like oh my god i love you you're so cute (laughs) um but we will put that information in the, in, the uh, in the content on YouTube description, it'll be everywhere. It'll be in all the posts. I'll tag you in some stuff so it'll go plop on your page. So your followers mm-hmm. can find this very easily. This pod, well, it doesn't really matter for these folks uh, listening because it'll be live when it's live. But this will go live towards the end of November. Okay. I get my top surgery in November 27th. So maybe I'll be laying in bed watching myself on a screen dying a little bit. So Fair enough. Fair enough. We actually had somebody on who had top surgery as well. Sunny. Yeah, You're talking about boob sweat, and I'm like, not going to have that in a month. <laughs> just that. chest. Yeah. Chest sweat. Yeah, we were just talking to Sunny, and they had it. But yeah, Spence, talk, uh, take us away. Finish this out. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the show today. Shout out to all of our collaborators. Go check out our merch. It's great. 
Great stuff. Uh, and thank you so much, Adrian, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. It was very, very educational and uh, just fun. It was a fun show. I agree. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, I'm Spencer. That's Nas. This is a different Spectrum podcast. All right, everyone. As you know, much love and take care of yourself. Or don't. And that's completely up to you. Peace. Bye. Oh, I forgot we're not on OBS. Sorry, just yeah, yes. don't record. Stop no. Recording. Yeah. I don't know what you want.